Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello and welcome to the Pixie Dust Podcast. Annie Fry here, very excited on this uh, momentous day, along with my co-host Erica Murphy. It's the day we've been waiting for. We have officially heard the announcement about Disney World reopening. And I have to say, I was a little bit surprised by the date that we heard, especially after we heard last week that Universal was what, June 5th, I think was Mm -hmm. the the final, like there was some soft opening stuff. Universal was June 5th. We heard SeaWorld went first today and they said the beginning of June as well or mid-June. And then Disney World presented theirs. And I have to say, I was pretty shocked selfishly my trip is at the end of july so i was watching that particularly erica you have been spending the day researching Mm -hmm. everything that's come out so let us have it what's the big news yeah so i just want to preface by saying that this is everything that was presented it still needs to be approved by the uh the government as well as the orange county department the uh coronavirus uh, task force did approve it today. So that's a good sign. So that's one approval that was needed. And then it will need to go to the county and then again to the government. So this could still change. Um, but we wanted to give you guys information minute to minute as we got it. And we were very, very excited when it came through. I can't anticipate anything changing, but, um, you know, I just always like to say, just in case this has not been approved totally as of yet. So this is what was presented this morning. So they're going into a phased opening. So the first one that we have, uh, they're going to be a two-park opening. So they're going to do Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, and that's going to be July 11th. And no. that's gotten it close. It's gotten it, it a little close. Yeah, I was I was wondering kind of, you know, we were talking back and forth about what they were going to do for Independence Day because it just draws such big crowds. And I think that they just wanted to make sure that, that you know, we have said many, many times that Disney is not going to open a second early that they don't feel that it's safe or ready, and I think that this proves it. So um, they're going to start with the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom July 11th, and then following will be Epcot and Hollywood Studios, and that will be July 15th. So, so we we have discovered here that it is going to be a mid-July start, which is. Later than what a lot of other folks were doing. You know, I I think some people, well, everybody had an opinion. Everybody (laughs) was thinking that they had an intel on on doing one thing over the the other here. And what we found out is it looks like the abundance of caution has been what Disney World has said that they are going to employ here. Because it is significant. They're going to, I mean, the rest of the parks are going to be open for like a month. Yeah. Before Disney World is able to to resume. So, uh, yeah. Are, were you surprised by that? Um, I was and I wasn't. I, I think that Disney is obviously the, in my opinion, the leader of the pack. So I think that if something were to go wrong and it would be at Disney, I think that they would take a whole lot more heat than some of their other um, you know, co-parks that are there in Orlando. Not, not downplaying any of them by any means, but I think that there's a huge spotlight on Disney. And so they want to make sure that everything is squared away before they open that door. And um, I'm, I'm excited. I, um, 
they have stopped taking new reservations as of right now. Uh, Let me interject here real quick because we kind of discussed this a little bit off air. And when you say they stopped taking, does that mean like you're not able to do it right now? Or has there been some sort of announcement that suggests that this is this like for now we're halting it? Yeah. So they said uh, Disney did put out an official statement. You can go to Disney Park blog and see Disney's official statement from the from the new or from the um, test force this morning. But they said that they have suspended new reservations because they are opening at a limited capacity. Again, they didn't say what number that was. So we don't know if it's 30 percent like Shanghai. Um, We know that Shanghai was operating at well below capacity and they had said that 30 percent. So they are. Any reservation that is currently booked is not affected. So I think that's really important that if you have a reservation right now, like the Fry family and are very excited about going, your reservation is still intact. So that is not going to affect you at all. So is that, is-, is that something that they've, they've made that commitment then? So if, if, if you have that reservation um, on the books and they're going to be open before you check in, that reservation will stand. So, and this is what they didn't really get in the weeds in the, uh, in the presentation this morning. What my personal question is as an agent is what percentage of the capacity is current on the books right now? So are they looking in November, December, what, what portion of that, because are they going to have to cut some of that? We don't know. So I don't want to go out and say, yes, you're guaranteed to have that reservation if it's on the books right now, because we don't know what that's going to look like from a capacity standpoint. But what we do know is that as of right now today, they are saying that if you have a current reservation, it shouldn't be affected, especially for July with the that opening in late July, that they're going to have the phased reopening with the reservations that are currently in place. Okay, so if if you've got one on the books, it's after the opening date. Again, the initial date, as as we have scrolling here on the bottom, and, and thank you to uh, everybody who is watching with us right now. Feel free to ask questions, and we will do our best to answer them. And if we don't have the answers, we will not guess. We might speculate, but if we speculate, you will know that it's a speculation. It'll probably be coming from me because Erica hates to speculate. I but do. When when you when you um. When you're going, it's July 11th, Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Yep. And mm-hmm. then the 15th is Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So right. there was a lot of people thinking they're not even going to open Epcot. Epcot's going to stay closed. They're going to finish all the construction. No, they're not doing that. They're opening all four parks, the first two and then the second two. Mm-hmm. And I want this is what is on the official Disney Parks blog uh, that was put out this morning. And they had said, At this time, we are temporarily pausing new ticket sales in Disney Resort hotel reservations so we can focus on guests with existing tickets and reservation. DVC members can still make new reservations. Existing ticket holders and annual pass holders will be able to make reservation requests in phases before new tickets are sold. So So say that last part again. What are the phases? Uh, So existing ticket holders, meaning if you had a ticket only reservation in March or April, they were extending those tickets through December 15th. So as they have this phased reopening, they're going to go to those people first and say, you had tickets that are still that are existing. When are we going to make those reservations and annual pass holders? So I'm expecting to have more communication as that kind of rolls out with that next phase of new reservations before they open it back up to the general public. Okay. So a phased opening um, in the middle of July, this is over a month later than many of the other Orlando central Florida area parks are opening. And um, there are measures. There are certainly measures that they've put in place. And we're going to talk about that going forward as well here. I want to ask real quick about reservations that people have. They said the parks. I remember like I watched the task force meeting this morning. I watched probably 70% of it. And then I had to get ready for my radio show that starts at noon central. So it didn't, it didn't strike me immediately that when they were talking about opening the parks, that that included the resorts as well, that, that included Disney Springs is already open now. Almost is today officially that when the Disney stores open. So that's yes. other good news, right? That is other good news. And they had, um, 
you know, of course I watched some of the vloggers and the, the people that are down there, they were showing live feed of the people that were there and the line, if you've been to Disney Springs before, it was, they it had a, a line to get to a virtual queue to get into the store. And it was wrapped all the way down around by- so like, there were a lot of people. Store. There were a bunch of people that came out for this. Now, we also saw a bunch of people come out for the um, first day one of it opening and then kind of- It really dissipated. Like there were the people, <laughs> the other bloggers, because I watched those bloggers too- they're like, there's nobody here. And I'm wondering, like, is this the way this is going to be for all of Disney? But if you're telling me that today when really, you know, the the breadth of Disney Springs opened, the rest of the Disney-owned stores, that that was, uh, that, that, that drew a crowd, that makes me kind of happy. Yeah. And, I mean, we all know that the parks are different than the stores, obviously. But just having that support, just that little piece of magic going back to Disney Springs opening today. I think it's exciting. And um, watching the task force this morning, and it is public, you can look and go back and watch the task force where we got this information from as well. Oh, yes. It was really, yeah, it was really interesting to kind of see uh, the doctor's perspectives on the number of cases that are in the Orlando areas and kind of what that looks like. Um, so I think that's really interesting that as they started reopening with those phases what that looked like for their community and it, it they went over all that this morning so um rich comments here that they are avid disney world goers had to cancel said but they are intending to rebook do you think they'll offer a discount due to the need to cancel we never got a notification that we were pre-approved for the future booking discounts curious i i know that you probably have very we have so little information on details right now. Yeah. So for people who had booked or were planning to book, just what does the future right now look like for somebody who is interested in booking a vacation now that we have this opening date? As of right now, uh, we don't really have that information, unfortunately. So we know that this is a phased reopening. So we don't know how long those phases are going to last. I think that this is new to everybody. So as we kind of go through and we learn from maybe some of the other parks opening and we learn from Disney Springs opening, I think that once we start gathering more information, the task force, I believe their next update, I think their next meeting they said was June 5th. So I would assume that we would have more information then too. Um, but nothing has been released at this point as far as incentives or, um, you know, promotions or anything like that. It is Disney. Um, you know, they they definitely want the guest experience to be top priority. So I can't imagine that they know they completely understand how disappointed people are by the closures. And I, while I think that their, um, you know, their, the safety is, is number one. I think the guest satisfaction is, is just as important in there. So while I we think, don't have much information. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that one thing that people are going to have to remember too and this is definitely one of those reasons why I would highly recommend if you were looking to book a, 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 a trip anytime in the future to connect with Erica because Erica knows things before they're public, like maybe just an hour or so before it's really released to everybody. But you're going to have to be trained on new things. And, and so you're going to be in the know on this. And the reason why I say people need to connect with you is because while Disney always has some kind of sale going on somewhere, they do that to fill up rooms. They do that to bring people into the parks. And I think Disney's probably going to be in pretty high demand right now. And you add on top of that, if the, in the old supply and demand uh, economics lesson, there is less of a supply. The demand is going to go up. I don't know that after Disney has been closed for two months, losing you know somewhere between 30 and $50 million a day, depending on who you read and who, what you believe, that they're going to be financially discounting trips in the near future. My speculation, I think what they will do potentially is add to your experience when you come. So, yeah. you know, that's to me, it's, it's like, I see a pretty consistent, you know, Disney doesn't sell, there's no like sale on tickets. They just don't do that. You can, you know, do what I do and buy the gift cards for 5% off and be like, Oh, I got them 5% off. If it makes you sleep at night, that's what you do. But what I see as a DVC member a lot is that the di there's not a discount that's implied. They don't cause the product to be 
cheaper, they cause it to be more valuable. And I think that there, there's a different way of looking at that. And it is a Disney way. Disney has repeatedly raised ticket prices to potentially squash out some of the crowds. More people come. And then they raise them and more people come. So mm -hmm. I would I would look for if 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 you were looking at booking another trip, get connected with Erica so that if there is some sort of incentive, maybe maybe there's an incentive with a longer stay, or maybe there's an incentive with adding in a dining plan or maybe a discount on a dining plan. Maybe there's something like that. Mm -hmm. but the way that if you're if you want to go to Disney and you have a ballpark year, time of year that you want to go. If you get in with Erica and she's kind of got your your plan A, plan B, plan C, she can keep her eyes and her ears out for you and connect you when something does come along. Because I have a feeling if anything does get put out, it's going to get snatched up real fast. Yeah. And you mentioned something about the guest experience. I think that um, even with just uh, Magic or I'm sorry, Disney Springs opening up. We've seen the cast members um, post different things, but they have a, a social distance cast member group that is solely in charge of interacting with guests that is maintaining the social distancing protocols. So there was a YouTube video of uh, them doing a cheer that was like, wash your hands for 20 seconds, put your mask on, you know, like goofy stuff like that. But when you're there, you're like, yeah, I wash my hands for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, you turn you know, into a weird person at Disney. I do, <laughs> but Erica, you know that I'm not like. <laughs> wash your hands. Check out seconds. my day job, folks. <laughs> not my style, but if that's what I need to do to get to Disney, here I am. Just I'll exactly. Here. What do exactly. I need to do? Where do I need to be? <laughs> but I think that it's fun that they, you know, have have recognized that even in the midst of all of this guest interaction and the guest experience is, is so important that they put an entire group together that is solely responsible for informing people of the new protocols and making it fun. And I think that that's what they're going to do. When the parks open up, it's going to be a very different park. I think that that's something that's undeniable, that it's going to look very different than it has in the past. Some things may be our new normal, like, you know, you mentioned a couple weeks ago about TSA and how that all changed after 9-11. There may be some things that, you know, the increased sanitation and, and they're not bad things. This may be all of our new normals, but um, it's going to look very different as far as some of the the phased protocols that they're putting out there. So let's talk about what we do know. Mm -hmm. about some things that are going to be different when they open up because they did provide today some explanations about what will be required, what will be expected, what will mm -hmm. be implemented around the guests when they do show up. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing that really stood out to me was the, uh, again, reduced capacity. We don't know what that number is exactly, but to kind of keep the capacity in order, they are moving to a reservation system meaning that before you go, you need to decide what park that you're going to go to and reserve your spot within that park. So that way they know how many people are going to be at what park at what day. This yeah. is something that you kind of already should be used to because of fast passes and dining plans. You already have kind of an idea of what parks that you're going to go to and when you're going to go to them. We don't know as of yet what that reservation system is going to look like, what the timeline is, how that's going to be, but we do know that it's coming. I do think that Disney does a really good job as far as uh, accessibility with things like the Magic Bands. They brought that up a couple times today that there's going to be a lot more mobile ordering with the My Disney Experience app. So I, don't I, mean, I love mobile ordering. Oh my gosh. I, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm hoping that's going to be our new normal because that's amazing, but making things to where they're more integrated. Um, the reservation system may be integrated with my Disney experience. It could be a, a different application, but uh, there will be a reservation system for this initial phase. So we don't, we don't know how that works yet. Mm -hmm. like the mechanics behind it. Mm -hmm. Correct. If, if I need to do that, I need to go. I <laughs> <laughs> be right back. All um, right. I know we're live, but yeah, yeah. I'm just over here, you know. Um, I, I think that 
this is where we see people. It's kind of a divider of people. People who are like, I don't care what I have to do. I just want to be back. And and, and like you need this sense of normalcy and and fun and and freedom. And then other people are like. Wearing a mask and having to make a reservation for a park that I already bought a ticket at doesn't feel normal to me. And then it becomes a fr- sense of frustration. So my my philosophy on things like this is to just do what I do at Disney and that's make it my happy place and figure out a way to be grateful that it is open. Even if, even if you don't have a vacation planned, if you had one canceled, there's something that's, there's like an emptiness behind the fact that there aren't people writing Dumbo right now. Yeah. The fact that, you know, there's, there's not going to be a happily ever after taking place tonight at at eight o'clock, nine o'clock our time, whatever it would be. Um, That's something that has been part of this announcement. If I, if I'm correct, right. That the, there's the parades, the nighttime shows are not happening. Is that right? Yeah. So as of this initial phase, and again, we don't have timelines or metrics of what needs to be met for these things to come back. But in this initial phase, they are eliminating any event that draws a big crowd. So that would include parades, nighttime entertainment, fireworks, as well as character meet and greets. So I did read something this morning that did say that they will still have uh, characters in the park and greeting guests. So you'll still see Mickey and Minnie there welcoming you. I would assume they would still do the Kiss Goodnight, the different stage shows possibly. Um, You know, I'm sure that they're going to find a way to incorporate the characters into the experience without having that one-on-one interaction. Yeah. It could be some, you know, they, I remember seeing at Shanghai, they had, I don't know if it's like at the train station in magic kingdom, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of characters up there. You got to see a whole bunch of them and they were waving and you know, it's, it's not, those pictures are really important to be able to get the, the group picture with Mickey and Minnie or to get it with your favorite princess. Mm-hmm. Those, those are important parts of the experience. And, you know, I'm still processing this as I go, but we do a lot of our uh, vacation around character dining. Mm-hmm. And if that's not going to be happening in that capacity, does that mean I don't want to go? No, not necessarily. But that might mean I don't want to go to particular restaurants that I was going to go to. So if, mm-hmm. if, if, if they were to come up with a way that you could have characters present, like if it's if it's the princesses and they are at a, an Akershus um, thing and, and they maybe welcome you at a specific time, like the, at Akershus, they do a, a parade around and, and the kids get up and they, you know, they hold one of the kids hands and they walk through probably not doing that anymore, probably not stopping to take photos at each and every table. But if there was a presentation that where the the princesses came out and they, you know, waved hi to everybody and and then that was it, then maybe that might be worth it for you. If you have a little kid who just can't wait to see Cinderella, maybe if you can't get the photo, you're like, I'm going to get a quick service instead of going to Akershus in Norway. I'm going to get something from the the quick service in Mexico and a margarita and I'm going to save some time and go to the pool. Mm-hmm. everybody's going to be making their own decisions. And, uh, you know, it's it's nice to be able to have those choices to make now as opposed to just how many questions. Like, we got a whole bunch of answers today that created twice as many questions. They're just yeah. different than the ones that we had yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that some of those questions will be answered as time goes along. I'm, I know that um, as an agent, I can speak that Disney does a really good job of training us. They have their own training program. So I can expect that they will roll out a new training program for all of us that we can then share with all of you as far as how the reservation systems go, what the new restaurant, so that way we can be as informed as possible to give that information to our guest. Um but we don't, we don't, I don't, they didn't go too far into the weeds this morning. I think once it gets approved, maybe we'll have more information. And once everything gets locked into place, I think they're just excited to get an opening date as well. I got the date out and everybody was like, <laughs> date, oh my God, I, got a date. <laughs> I know Valerie's asking, so they will not have character dinings. They did not mention that. So they didn't say specifically whether or not they would have character dinings. They just said they will not have, they will temporarily suspend character meet and greets. So does that mean the meet and greets that are in the park? We don't, or does that mean character dining? We don't don't know know. as of this point. 
so yeah, so we will wait and we will see and we will update you as, as we find out. Let's get to the big question. Am I going to go to Disney World if I have to wear a mask? Well, do I? You do. And and that's something that, um, I, again, it's it's so controversial. I was talking, you know, of course I reached out to. Divider of people. To my to my clients this morning as the information came out, because as this started to unfold, that's why I also wanted to make sure that we went live with this right away, because, of course, you know, I immediately look on Facebook and my whole entire feed is nothing. But this is grand opening and all of this information. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, my my guest heard the information from me and not scrolling from somebody that, you know, gave their opinion and made it feel like it was. um I wanted them to hear it from me. So, mm-hmm. so I wanted, I thought it was really important for us to come out and do this too. Um, because there's a lot that we don't know. And I think a lot of people are going to start speculating, which like we've said is fine, but that could all change. This could all change. None of this has been, has been set in stone. And Disney has said multiple times that this is a fluid situation. So even once things come out, they could change as, as things plan, as plans change and things progress. Um, I know that people are going to be really disappointed about some of these new protocols, including the masks. And I think that that's something that is not just for theme parks. It's, it's you know, the grocery yeah. store or wherever else that may be. But they're saying that, you know, it's for our safety. It's for your safety. So for this initial phase, at least, uh, they will have to wear a mask. Some questions that I've had come up that unfortunately we don't have the answers to is what about those photographs? When you first go in and you're on Main Street and you see the castle, are you going to have to have a picture with all your family? I never, I never even thought about it. Yeah, I don't know. So they said that you don't need to wear them when you're eating, obviously, in the restaurants. What so now everybody's going to be taking those pictures with a hot dog from Casey's <laughs> Corner. And hey, taking well, a bite. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, are are the days of strolling down Main Street with a Mickey Mouse ice cream, are those gone? I mean, can you take your mask off for that time? Uh, we don't know. So I think if I think- you look at Shanghai, like I've watched a lot of videos mm-hmm. that are just that there is a common sense about what is, what you see in yeah. Shanghai that I think will take place at Disney. And I think that the most important thing to say and like the, the we like you're saying, it's a very controversial conversation. Yeah. I make my living in controversial situations. I have, <laughs> I have a, a news talk radio show and I talk three hours a day. The thing about going to Disney world and wearing a face mask is that the private company that you are paying to go attend is saying, this is what I need you to do. There is a ton, ton of legal issue and concern that that a company of, of that measure is is taking on when they decide to make this decision and open up. So for them to work to take every precaution to make yeah. everybody safe is something that is going to be part of what we experience here for the next couple of months in a variety of different places. And if you're a huge baseball fan and all you want to do is go see a baseball game again and you hate wearing masks, but you love the St. Louis Cardinals uh, more than you hate wearing a mask, chances are you'd probably put a mask on whether you think whether you're, you think it's like saving the world or the silliest thing ever. You put the mask on because you want to see a Cardinal game that bad and mm-hmm. you just do it. And if you're going to go to that game and wear the mask and gripe about wearing the mask the entire time you're at the game. Just don't go to the game. Yeah. And and when the time comes, and it will, in my opinion, that we get to a place where this isn't the way we are living our existence all the time, I think we will see, I think down the, um, I'm speculating, but I think down the road we will see a lot more people in the United States wearing masks. I think mm-hmm. that that will be something that that lasts after this, but I don't think that it will be something that uh, is going to be a mandate forever. This is all of the measures that Disney is putting in place right now. Um, that's the way it is right now. But I think that they are also saying that like this is something. All of this is fluid. They could they could they could increase the measures that they are asking us to do. They could pull back on some of the measure measures based on science as this progresses based on the information we have on the virus based on treatments that become available scientific developments that make this more uh, adaptable to adjust to along the fly so 
everything that Disney is doing right now, I think that they are throwing everything up against the wall to make sure that anything that sticks, they tried. Because that is the way that they can bring people back into their parks. It is a private company. And you don't have to wear a mask. But you do if you go. You don't have to wear a mask. Stay at home. Or go where you go and you don't have to wear a mask. But it's a private company. And if you want to go partake in that, which I do. And I don't particularly look forward to wearing masks. I wear them in stores when I, to, as a, 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 a show of respect to the people around me. Um, but if it's controversial for you and you're more concerned with, you know, a right that you believe that you have to not wear a mask, you do not have, you're not going to be forced to wear one as long as you are not at Disney. So you don't have to wear one unless you go to Disney, they're going to require that you do. And they also said, I believe that they're going to provide them for people who don't have them, which in my opinion is a way for them to say, nobody's not wearing a mask. You can't be like, oh, I don't have one. They're like, yes, you do. Here it is. <laughs> so, you know, you can bring your own, you can wear the disposable ones, um, whatever is your personal preference. It's the situation right now. If you have a trip booked in October, it could be entirely different. We don't know. But that's, mm -hmm. that, that's the out of the gate thing is there will be masks yeah. that will be worn. What else, did they, what else did they tell us? Well, and with the masks, they do have the the pre-ordered ones where you can get the Disney ones. And I really, I mean, I'm excited. You're just a to, sucker for Disney merch. You're going to you be wearing it around at home. I know, but it's, I think it's going to be like the ears to where, you know, you have multiple different ears for different outfits and you yeah. can coordinate your mask with your ears and your outfits. And I think I that it, it could be ears. You don't have any, not one pair of ears. <gasps> you need to get some. I, you know, every time we do this podcast and we go live, I'm like, should I wear my ears? And then I'm, I, too. <laughs> I encourage people to wear their ears. My kids have them and I think they're adorable in them. I'm just not an ears person. And I've got a Disney podcast. I think I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say about that. We need to get you a pair of ears. <laughs> no, we don't. They have some really cute ones. It's fine. They're it's all cute. They're all adorable. <laughs> I get headaches. I was going to say, I don't wear them all day while I'm in the parks because I do get headaches. But for photo ops and outfits, come on. <laughs> I am not. Uh, the, the big takeaway here is that ears are controversial. That's what you're going to take away from the Pixie Dust podcast. Comfortable shoes and controversial ears. Yeah, we have to wear masks. But did you hear what they said about wearing ears? Yeah. It's fine. I love um, them. I think they're adorable. I just get headaches, so I just don't wear them. Yeah, And I, I, I can't spend $35 on something that looks cute on my wall. I do. I have them on my wall. And I've seen many people, people do. <laughs> I am not, I'm the weird one. Yeah. I, um, you know, I've seen people, there's, uh, well, I won't mention her name, but there's a, a girl that um, since the closure every single day, she did her live feed. I know you know who I'm talking about, but she, every single day she's doing a video with a different pair of ears. And so now, I mean, I don't even know what day we're on from the closure, but I mean, it closed. 4, March, March. <laughs> and she's had a different pair. She has a whole room with these different, uh, um, the kid to college for, on that yeah, for, for all these years. Now that I don't think, I mean, that's a small fortune. That's an investment. What Maybe that they got a lot of them as gifts probably. <laughs> all right. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the measures that Disney put in place. Just to reiterate, if you have joined us here just recently, magic kingdom and animal kingdom to open July 11th. Hollywood Studios and Epcot to open July 15th. And that is all approved at the Orange County Economic Recovery Task Force level. And it is going to the governor of Florida, Governor DeSantis, to sign off. My anticipation is there will be no delay there. And uh, so a mid-July opening, much later than the rest of, of a lot of the other uh, parks in the mm -hmm. middle. And we've, we've established yeah. you will have to wear masks. Mm -hmm. what, else, what else is it that they have done here to... There will be a temperature screening. So similar to, I'm assuming, what they have at Disney Parks to or at uh, Disney Springs when you first arrive uh, with the bag check, it's just going to be another quick temperature screening. So if you have a temperature over 100.4, you will not be allowed in the park. Scientifically um, speaking, does sunburn actually affect your body temperature? <laughs> Asking for a freckled friend. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to go get some scientific sunburns here before, <laughs> before the end of July. I would assume that there would be a lot of factors. Um, I actually had a doctor's appointment yesterday where we were talking about basal body temperature mm -hmm. and, you know, different things can affect it as far as temperature outside and humidity. And if you just ran up and down a flight of stairs. So 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a, okay. definitely not a doctor, but uh, I thought that's why you were here. <laughs> yeah. What are we even doing? What, what do you bring to the Pixie Dust <laughs> podcast if you're not a doctor? Travel agent by day, or no? I guess that would be night doctor. Uh, by, I don't know. See, I'm I'm smart. <laughs> uh, so temperature screening, temperature screening, masks, mm -hmm, just yeah. temperature screening at entrance to the park. The, as of right now, that's what they said. Um, I can't I can't imagine that there's going to be people running around the parks with temperature guns flagging people down, but I don't know. They're, I kind of wish that they would offer a service at the resorts where you could get like checked and approved at the beginning of the day at the resort and maybe get like a band. Or maybe, they, maybe they scan your magic band and then you've been approved so that when you go to check in, it's, it's noted, but mm -hmm. that, and not everybody stays at a resort necessarily, but I just wonder, yeah. I, I don't know. It'll be slower, but at the end of that long line, you'll be inside Disney World. So I was going to say in Disney World at a limited capacity. So that that's true. So limited capacity. capacity. And if I've learned anything from this quarantine, I think that everybody's just kind of slowed down just in general. Like life is just kind of taken a pause, whether, you know, you've been continued working or furloughed or whatever that may be. I think that our new like this just allowed us to take a breath a mm -hmm. very welcomed breath i wish it was under different circumstances but um i think life is just slowed down so hopefully it's not going to be such a huge difference i mean going to the grocery store is now you know longer than it was in the past i used to zoom through the aisles and grab what i needed and go to the self-checkout and go and now you know now it's the most exciting part of your week it's very exciting. And no, I want to go do the grocery store. <laughs> it's my turn. It is. I luckily am married to an Irish man, so I do not allow him to cook. And I apologize for any of my my fair headed friends. Uh, I do the cooking in the in the uh, grocery shop, so it's been it's been very good. But you know, you have your your maintaining social distancing so you're staying six feet apart. Disney mentioned this morning that they will have markings on the ground. Again, with the over-communication, I think Disney does so well with, and they gave just a sampling of some of the communication that's going to be posted around the parks and around property as far as the new protocols that are in place. So if you go to the parks, you're not going to be shocked of anything. There's going to be communication everywhere of what's expected, what's required, where you need to be. You should never show up and just be uninformed. So there's going to be markings on the ground. There's going to be um, markings in each building in the parks of what that six feet distance looks like. So I think that they have done and will continue to do a really good job of communicating these protocols with the guests that are, that are in the parks. Yeah. The, uh, the, you, you want to feel safe when you're there and you want to feel, cause I mean, people who do go, which uh, I, I will go in the end of July, people who do go are going to be taking a risk. And I have said this for the last at least 30 days, 45 days, anytime you would go to Disney world, you're actually taking a risk. It, there are a lot of things out there. There is, it is known that you can leave Disney world and get sick. Like you get a cold, you get a cough. A lot of people, you travel, you go, you don't know that you got it there. You might've gotten in the plane or wherever all the places that, that you've uh, been in contact with, but it is, it, it is possible to, to go there and get sick anyway. It is a risk anytime you go out anywhere. So people who are going to go out there are going to need to be extra cautious and need to be extra safe about it. I'm not, I'm questioning whether or not this might be the cleanest Disney world has ever been before with a limited capacity and the, the sanitizing me measures. I feel as though it's possible that this might actually scientifically be more safe than it had been previously. We'll, yeah. we'll wait and see what happens. Airports, buses. I mean, the same thing there. They said this morning that, uh, they are bringing all their cast members in for additional training on the new protocols as well, that it's not just going to be the guests. It's going to be the cast members with the additional sanitations. Um, I would assume that they, you know, will go over the different points of, they have those five points of contact. So doorknobs, railings, things that you don't even think about that maybe was just washed over once a day that, you know, they're definitely going to be paying more attention to. They talked about limited capacity, not just in the parks, but on things like the bus system, the monorail, that um, the different attractions, maybe they'll have, you know, different 
I, I don't know what they're going to have, but I'm, I'm sure we'll have more information as they go along. But they, they talked about having additional training with the cast members so that they know everything that they're supposed to do, all the different points of, of contact that people come along with that need to be clean, need to be sanitized. And, you know, like you said, that this is, I mean, traveling anywhere, you take a risk. A plane is like a Petri dish that mm-hmm. now with all this, you know, extra sanitation and, and the, the cleanliness factors that people are taking into account. I, I, I agree. I think that, um, I think that's going to be really clean. Maybe the cleanest it's been in a while. <laughs> that is absolutely what I'm going to tell myself. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to be, I'm going to write it in my hand. This yeah. is the cleanest you have ever been. And it's fine, Annie, because I'm a doctor. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she doesn't want to speculate on what's going to happen in Disney World. She's, we're, we're always ahead, like before that we do the podcast, she's like, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to speak in fact. And now she's giving medical advice. <laughs> And I say this so that you understand exactly how seriously she takes Disney World. This is a compliment to her ability as a Disney travel agent. So what is there any are there any other measures you feel like that we need to get out? That's pretty much the consensus, correct? Yeah, that's kind of the overview. And like I said, everything can change. Everything is fluid. And I know that as the weeks go on that we will have much, much more information. They are so detail oriented. And uh, I will absolutely pass it along to you, Annie, and and everybody that's listening that we, we can get firsthand information out directly from Disney. So before we wrap this up here real quick, I want you to uh, reset the table just so that we, I I won't interrupt you unless I can't help myself. Um, for people who are looking to travel or for people who have travel booked, the scenario right now is for people who have travel booked after July 11th of 2020, what's the situation? So for people that are booked after July 11th, they are, their reservations are not affected. So, as of right now. Um, We don't know, again, based on capacity, what that's going to look like. But if you have a current reservation, you should be allowed into the park for those dates that you you have currently booked. Okay. And if we will have more information once the reservation system comes out, I think that um, we'll have a better idea as far as who is affected by that. That I I would assume... I would assume that if in my medical opinion, in my, in my official (laughs) medical opinion, um, if any of those reservations would have been affected, that they would have told us or alluded to something um, and they didn't make that announcement and be like, Oh, except for you, Annie Fry, (laughs) the Fry family. (laughs) We've got these problem people. How do we get rid of them? She doesn't have ears. She's not (laughs) allowed in the park. (laughs) <laughs> My kids do at least take them. So, okay. So that's for the people who have trips booked. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're somebody who had a trip book, but have, haven't actually uh, rescheduled it. Or if you're just like, I want to, I want to get out so bad and, and go to take a trip. And why the heck not go to Disney world? The most magical place on earth. Erica, what do they do? <laughs> Give them all the answers right now. <laughs> Call Annie Fry. Oh. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I'll give you Erica's medical advice. (laughs) Um, so as of today, the official note is that they are temporarily pausing new reservations to accommodate the current reservations that are in place. We don't know how long that's going to be. We don't know what number that, that entails, but what we do know is that as of today, um, I have been, you know, of course, playing along on on the agent site, just trying to see the system is is down as of today. Um, I know the owner of the company I work for, she said that she called in um, and said that everybody said the systems are down because, of course, as I said, 30 seconds after the, the presentation this morning, Facebook was completely filled with, with information. Um, I'm sure they're inundated with a lot of the same questions that we've had. So the system as of today is currently down. We are not able to make any new reservations moving forward today. Uh, I don't know what that means tomorrow until further notice and which could be tomorrow. (laughs) It it could be later this evening. So Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't know, unfortunately, but um, what we do know is that they are, are suspending new reservations as of right now. 
So if, if somebody was interested in rebooking, if somebody was interested in taking their very first ever Walt Disney World vacation because we have persuaded them with, yeah. our, with our deep knowledge of medicine, that <laughs> should they contact you now? Oh, should they yes, wait? Yeah. No, no, no. Let's, um, so let's my time, let's be best friends because if I'm not able to book a trip until tomorrow, I'm going to need somebody to talk to. And Ann's all <laughs> busy with the town hall tonight. Really, this is all, um, yeah. This is really all about getting Erica new friends that can talk about it. Yes, you. please. Um, I have a spreadsheet that I've kept with. Uh, spreadsheets. I know, I do too. This is why we're such good friends. Um, with everybody that's interested with their date so that as soon as packages come out that we can we can roll those out. My thought process is that if there is going to be a limited number of reservations for we don't know how long, we don't know how long this uh, reduced capacity is going to be, We've known from the very beginning of this podcast, we've been talking about that 2021 is the 50th anniversary. We've been saying that it's going to be very busy, that they're going to have new celebrations, that it's going to be a very, very, people are going to want to go in 2021 to see the 50th anniversary. It's a huge, huge deal for Disney lovers and non-Disney lovers. We don't know what the capacity is going to be like and how long it's going to be in 2021. So if you're thinking about going, Let's get it all planned out. Let's get things on the book so that way as planning is so fun. It's so fun. But that way we have an idea of what you want. So that way as soon as the packages are rolled out, we don't waste any time and we can get you exactly what you want and when you want it. So if you're even thinking about it, um, you know, let's just have that discussion and let's put you on a list and kind of do the the legwork to begin with. So that way we can get one of those very sought after packages as soon as they're released. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And uh, Erica will be such a great asset for you. I say that as somebody who loves planning Disney World trips. It's like my favorite thing. It's what I do in to pass time, especially when there's no sports um, <laughs> to, to plan and to modify and to check out new places. And I love to do that. And I still love using Erica. Uh, Erica helped us book our fast passes for the end of July and we did a good job together. And, and there was a detailed spreadsheet that we followed in the process. Yeah. And and it worked out well. And I would love to work with every single one of you. So please contact me. But even if you don't, I cannot stress enough how important it is to work with a travel agent. If it's somebody that you know, or somebody else that, that, you know, that does this just because even if you're like, I know everything about Disney and I plan everything on my own, when stuff like this happens, when the things that we don't know as far as pandemics go, or, you know, if you're in the park and your magic band isn't working, your travel agent is the one that can kind of do the behind the scenes legwork. Leg how much, how much legwork did you do for people? Like when this hit, and <laughs> had, like, how, yeah. you were talking to me, the horror stories of people who didn't use travel agents. At least, yeah. I mean, it, it was stressful for you, but the amount of stress that you were able to take off of people for their own personal vacation versus the people who had to sit on hold for hours, yeah. hours yeah. on hours. That first, that very first wave, um, I clocked, I think it was eight hours and 20 minutes that I was on hold for. Um, and and they were only limiting, they were limiting to two requests per call. So <laughs> You know, if you have four or five reservations that we were dealing with, you know, we would have to hang up and then call back again. But with that being said, it's not even just for something like that. It's all of the things that, you know, you've even had, you know, something with your dining plan or your um, your dining reservation, just yeah. little things like that, that you don't want to stop and pause your vacation to deal with. Erica was always like... Stand by, and then (laughs) and she's like, "Here's where you go. Here's what you do. Here's what you get. Have a great vacation. Send me pictures. It's an it's an amazing thing." And I mean, she would treat you just the exact same way she would treat me. Yeah, and and like you said, some of the the listeners to the podcast that came back that you know have booked that had booked on their own. Um, and then all this kind of hit and just their frustration. And I tried to help as much as I could, but there was so much that was out of my hands because they booked directly. So even if you're, you don't think that you would need to use an agent, I highly, I cannot stress enough, especially after with all these changes and protocols, you know, we get information directly from Disney. So we are not, you know, going to be the clickbait, just 
blogs that are trying to get followers. We get information to <laughs> into the pixie dust. No, I'm kidding. I, that's why I'm so passionate about yeah. not putting out because yeah. I never want to be labeled as something like that. But the agents get that first information and then we can let you know. So that way, when you see these bloggers that are saying Disney isn't going to open until 2021, you know, you don't have to freak out. You won't, you know, you can just go directly to your agent and know that they have the most official up-to-date information. So I can't stress highly enough about, um, like I said, I would love to work with every single one of you, but if you're not me, like work with a travel agency, it's not going to cost you any more. And I want to add to real quick before we wrap this up, which we're going to do here, that last part you said is so key. It does not cost you any more money to work with Erica than if you didn't. And in my opinion, and I, I think you will save money when you work with Erica because she will be able to uh, access those promos that are going to save you money on your trip and apply those for you. And you'll get an email in the morning that says, I saved you $200. I mean, you liter literally saved us like $1,300. Mm -hmm. One morning you got to tell me that at work when we were still working together. And uh, that's, a, that's a really exciting notification to have. And when somebody else is there, it's, it's, it's like a teamwork thing. You can offload the whole process on Erica. Yeah. You can you can drive 99% of it yourself, but having Erica there, the connection is so valuable when you need it, especially like you said, when you get down to Disney. And, and I was I was very grateful for it. Always am. That's why I still use her and still refer all my family and friends to you. So uh, reach out to her and you can email her at Erica at magic expeditions.com. Erica at magic expeditions.com. And I would tell you if you are somebody who has planned your own fair share of Disney vacations, it doesn't hurt to use her anyway because uh, she can help you and she will she will drive as much as you want her to drive. So, mm -hmm. so for the Disney lovers out there, you want a little extra help, a little extra heads up on some promos when they become available. Great asset to have. So, all right. Is that it? I think. As of right date? now. We have a date? No date. We have a date and we have some protocols. Some protocols, lots of more questions and we will get those answers as they become available to us. So please, um, I'm going to kind of encourage you, Erica, to, as you get new information available to just post updates on the Pixie Dust podcast, Facebook page, when yeah, you get information, the second you can share it, share it with, uh, the, the Facebook page so people can connect to the Pixie Dust podcast Facebook page there. And you can also message the page and Eric and I both see that, um, with any questions that you have. All right. Until next time, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm 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 so happy to be on this side of a date, even though it's a lot later than I anticipated it being. So, all right, yeah. Erica Murphy with Magic Expeditions, Erica at MagicExpeditions.com. You can like her Facebook page, Erica Murphy Magic Expeditions, but be sure to subscribe to the Pixie Dust Podcast on Radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the Pixie Dust Podcast on Facebook and uh, connect with us, communicate with us and help guide us. And we will take this podcast wherever you want it to go as we continue to discuss all things Walt Disney World. Thank you for being with us here today. Until next time, we'll see you real soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.